Welcome to the Daily Writer Podcast, where we bring you tips and inspiration each day to help you build habits for writing success. For more resources, including your free Daily Writer Starter Kit, visit dailywriterlife.com. This week here on the Daily Writer Podcast, as you know, we're doing something a little bit different than our normal short episodes during the week. Instead, we're doing a five-part series celebrating the launch of the brand new book, The Best-Selling Book Formula, Write a Book That Will Make You a Fortune, which is written by my friend and business coach, Honoré Corder. So I wanted to feature this really fantastic book all this week because I think it's an essential book for every writer. In The Best-Selling Book Formula, Honoré gives us a simple four-part framework to ensure that we have an amazing nonfiction book. So in today's episode, our final episode in this series, we're diving into key number four, which she talks about in the book, and that is making your book easy to share. And if you missed previous episodes, make sure and go back and listen to those because Honoré shared a lot of good stuff in those conversations. You can get the best-selling book formula on Amazon, and I encourage you to check out all the other books, products, and services that she has to offer at honorécorder.com. She's also generously made five copies of the book available as a giveaway. So the first five people to leave a review of the Daily Writer podcast on Apple Podcast will get a print copy of the book in the mail. Just leave your review, take a screenshot, email it to me at kent at dailywriterlife.com along with your mailing address, and I'll drop the book in the mail. So make sure and do that if you'd like a copy of the book. Can't wait to send those out in the mail. All right, here's the final segment of my conversation with Honoré Quarter. Hope you enjoy it. Honoré, welcome back to our fifth episode in this mini-series on the best-selling book formula. This has been a lot of fun, I, and I really appreciate you taking time to do these episodes. Um, you're such a genius with this, and it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Well, it's easy to come on to the show where the host keeps calling you smart and a genius and brilliant and all those wonderful things. And also, <laughs> we've we've kind of made it to Friday, right? This will be a Friday episode, so happy Friday. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Happy Friday, everybody. Or if you're listening yeah. later... Happy whatever day of the week you're listening this right. to, what, whatever day it is. Every day above ground is a great day. So happy, great. I think so. I think yeah. so. You know, every Monday that you're alive is like, hey, I'm alive today. It's Monday, but I'm alive. So, well, we are diving into key number five as well as, I'm sorry, key number four that you talk about in the book, as well as a couple of other things that we want to add on, add in here uh, as we wrap up this series. Um, key number four is making the book easy to share. And this is something that I have never seen really any other books talking about in terms of how to make your book better, how to make it a bestseller, how to make it more effective. So what do you mean by making your book easy to share? Well, you want someone to be able to recall your book. So by hitting the first three, by making it easy to read, easy to remember, easy to do, it's going to be easy for people to share. So if it's easy for them to read and they've been hit by your message, it's transformational. And they're like, wow, this message is really sitting with me. They're probably going to talk about it the next time they're on a podcast hmm. or the next time they're in a networking meeting or when they go to the office or when they're hanging out with their friends. Like, oh my gosh, I was just reading this really interesting book on longevity or on how to read faster or how to write a better book, right? So by baking in easy to read, you're making it easy for them to read and finish the book and okay. have them and, and kind of uh, metabolize the message. Okay. Right. Understand the message. Um, if they're able to remember the book, then it's going to be easy to share. 
again, if I'm saying like, what's the name of that book? I can't remember the life tidying, the life changing magic of tidying up. <laughs> yeah. If I can't remember it, I'm going to be like, you've heard about that woman who's from Japan. She's got a series on Netflix and it's all about organizing your stuff and you're supposed to like love it or it's supposed to bring you joy or something like that. And if you don't like it, then you're supposed to bless it and give it away. Anyway, I can't remember the name of it. And you're going to go, well, if you remember the name, let me know. And if you can't remember the name, then <laughs> I'm never going to refer to you. And then we're kind of lost. So thankfully I remembered not only the name of the book, I also remember the name of the series. I do not know the name of the author. Um, which I think it's Marie Kondo. Does that sound familiar? Right. Yes. Marie Kondo, the life changing magic of tidying up. So, um, so easy to remember means that we're going to be able to remember it in spite of ourselves, in spite of all the things that we have to remember. And that means it's going to be easy to share. And then finally, um, when a book is easy to do, when you're able to not only assimilate the message of the book, but put it into practice. And I'll use my book, The Nifty 15, write your book in 15 mm -hmm. minutes a day. There's so many people that have read that book and written their books and told me about it and told other people about it because they wanted to write a book. They had all this uh, energy around, oh, I don't have the time or whatever. And I'm basically like, you got 15 minutes. I don't care who you are, what's going on. You've, you've got 15 minutes, mm -hmm. even if you have to carve it out. Um, they are able to do it and then they have their book and people will say, well, how did you do that? Oh, I read this book, The Nifty 15. It gave me these ideas. Man, that's that's really powerful because this could really radically change the success of a book, couldn't it? Because yes. you can you can have a book that's well-written. Maybe it tells a great story or whatever. But if you're helping people to actually do something that is shareable and memorable, that really, that can kind of result in, in books that have great word of mouth or that people want to talk about because they're doing something that's having a positive impact on them. Yes. And people will see it. If you read a book and I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to someone I greatly admire, um, Tosca Reno, and she wrote the eat clean books hmm. uh, about a decade ago. And so of course I got oxygen magazine and did workouts you know, that she recommended and, and got her cookbooks and, and did it. And then as I had given birth and was getting back in shape and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're looking amazing. What are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm reading the eat clean cookbooks and I'm doing the eat clean recipes, which for anyone who knows me, the, the fact that I was in the kitchen at all is practically a miracle, <laughs> <laughs> right? So they were seeing the evidence of it. If you're, if you have a process in your book, and once again, the miracle morning just provides such an opportunity for us mm -hmm. to talk about the lifesavers when you're meditating and exercising and doing affirmations, exercising, reading. And then if you're using your scribing time as a writer to actually write your book, people are going to notice, they're going to think, wow, you used to be such a negative Nancy, but now you're up every morning and you're positive and you're feeling great about life and you're, you've written a book and you're on stages and taking life by storm. It's like, what happened? It's like, oh, I read this book, Miracle Morning, right? So people are going to be able to see it in you that your mm -hmm. transformation will be evident to the people. And they're going to ask you what you're doing. Like, what are you doing? Tell me, tell me what you're doing. And the first thing you're going to say is, oh, I read The Faith of Elvis. And it made me think differently about Elvis and about faith and about you know, how I conduct myself in the world, regardless of what the world is doing, those sorts of things, right? Yeah. So 
so you're you kind of get to key number four um by making sure that you've used keys one two and three yeah that's good that's really really good i never actually thought about the faith of elvis being a book that somebody could do but it totally makes sense yeah hmm, i like that i guess sometimes um we stumble into these things even though we don't really intend to. We kind of accidentally give people something to do. Yeah. Well, I want to hit on a couple of other things that you mentioned in the book as well. One of them is you have a chapter talking about how long a book should be. And I love this because I, I seem to have a lot of conversations with people that basically revolve around not making a book any longer than it really needs to be. I'm yep. curious what, now, obviously I've read your book and I know what's in it, but I'm curious what you would share with our listeners about how do you know how long your book should be? Well, I don't know how long my book should be. I know how long my book is when I'm done writing it. Mm -hmm. I, I know what I need to write and I write it. And as soon as I'm done, I'm done. Then they go have a sandwich. <laughs> I like sandwiches. Yes. Or a cookie. Uh, I think that, that there are some books that are gratuitously long because of external forces, like a publisher saying it has to be 80,000 words. Right. But if you've already said what you're, you know, if I've told you what I'm going to tell you, like, okay, Kent, I'm going to teach you the best-selling book formula. And then I teach you the best-selling book formula. And then I'm like, oh gosh, we're only at 15,000 words. I better go make up a whole bunch of other stuff that you right. probably could do without. You would be frustrated with me. And I know that because I hear that all the time. It's like, I like the fact that you just have meat. Yeah. In fact, there's a book by Jeffrey Gittimer called The Sales Manifesto. And when you open it up on the inside cover, it says, this book is all meats, not for vegetarians. <laughs> I have a copy of the book literally right there. Yes. I love and it. So what I you sent to me. Yes. I think it's so great when you listen to your, to your inner voice and mm -hmm. you do what makes sense for yourself and your reader. So the best-selling book formula is exactly 15,000 words. It's enough it's enough content that I can get to a hundred pages and I can have words on the spine in a 4.2 by seven uh, inch format. That was my goal was to have a pocketbook that would fit inside um, a man's suit jacket pocket. No more, no less. And I, I like what you said, which is that you want to carry the book around, which I think is fantastic. So thank you for being like my middle, my little mini. <laughs> of course. Um, but it, but if you need 80,000 words to get your message out, then by all means, if you need, if you want all of that space and you need it, then by all means, take it. But this book did not need to be any longer than it is. And I wasn't going to make it longer. I just wasn't. Yeah. Not even well, going to make that works to its advantage. Yes, I do too. Because when I give it to someone, I'm like, it's going to take you 45 minutes to read it, 45 minutes to an hour. And if you read slow, you get an hour and seven minutes. It's not going to take that long to read it. And this is not really a knock against publishers because, you know, people in the world of publishing, they have jobs to do and they have businesses to run. And there's a lot of economic forces at work there. But it is kind of hard when you're an author and you're going with a publisher who says, okay, this book needs to be 50,000 words or 60,000 words. So you're kind of writing to that length rather than writing from a place where you're focusing on, okay, how long do I need to say what I have to say versus yes. I've just got to fill up these pages with something, which is hard to do. 
Right. And also it's taking up people's time. And I have read an awful lot of books waiting to get to the magic. Mm-hmm. You never get there yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. or to get there really late in the game when they could have just said, make your book easy to read, remember, do and share. Thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah. And enough yeah. context and explanation that it could be applied. I saw this book and I don't remember what the title was uh, or who the author was, but it was a kind of a faith oriented book. I saw it in Target. This has been three or four months ago and it had a great cover design. This is from a publisher. It was this like bright yellow book. It was super eye-catching. And I flipped through the book and I ended up buying it. But then once I got it home, I was like, I didn't need to buy this book. Literally, I could I could just apply what the title of the book was and that would have been life-changing. And I was kind of like, this book didn't really need to exist. It could have been a social media post. You know, of course, in the book, they flesh it out with examples and all the all the great things. But um, it does kind of remind you sometimes that not everything really needs to be a book. Also true. And I just finished my next book and it's 22,000 words. So mm. it's going to be the exact same dimensions and it's going to be a little bit longer. But I wanted to say what I needed to say, nothing more, nothing less. And yeah. I just kept an eye on the word count because as a writer, I do that just to see like, how did I show up today? How many words did I write during my writing sessions? You know, my writing sprints, those sorts of things. But I, I've stopped thinking about, I have a word count goal and mm. I now have a word content goal. I have a content goal and we'll see how many words that is. And then that will determine the dimensions and the and the layout and those sorts of things. I want to hit on one final thing here before we wrap up this episode in this mini series, which is the best selling bork bork. I don't even know what is a bork. It sounds like a bad word in some. I don't yeah, even know. What it means. <laughs> or it's it's either Swedish or some kind of profanity. I'm not even aware of. Okay. But um, in chapter eight uh, of the best selling book formula book. It is put the best-selling book formula to work in your book. Um, so what, what's the test that we could use to make sure that that we're including these elements in our books? So you, you want to apply each of the keys to your book. So you want to make sure that it's easy to read. So put it through that analyzer, okay. engage your editorial team, ask your advanced readers to make sure that you're not using any, you know, $10 words when a 54 do the do some wordsmithing on your remember, right? Make sure that your title is easy to remember. Make sure that your process is easy to remember. Give it an acronym if you need to make it so that someone can recall it. Because here we are talking about a yellow book that you bought that you didn't need to buy that I now want to know what it is because I want to know what the life-changing title is. I don't want the book, <laughs> but I want to know what it is. Right. Make sure that your word lengths, word lengths and your sentence links are short. Um, keep your title and formula as simple and memorable as humanly possible. And remember that you're not going to talk to your reader. I think that's the most interesting thing about mm. some people is when they title a book, then they go into the explanation. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't get to explain it. It has to be stand alone. It has to stand on its own two feet without any more information. The That's most good. you're probably going to get is the subtitle, yeah. right? The, the right. So you can have the title and the subtitle, but they're, they have to get the essence of the book in its sum total with the title and possibly the subtitle. 
Um, don't be cute or clever and be as short and sweet as you possibly can. Um, use an acronym if you can. Use an acronym that's already used or create an acronym, create a word out of the steps of your process. Um, and I like alliteration. So I'm a big fan of of words that start with the same letter. I am too. Like the, the three P's or the three W's or something like that. Um, make creating your success, duplicating your success or exceeding your success easy to do. So easy to apply by giving specific instructions. I want a cookie. I want a really good cookie. I want a cookie I'm going to think about and want to make again. So give me a really clear recipe. How many ingredients, how much of each ingredients, when do I mix them all together? How many minutes do I bake it? Like give me direct, concise, simple instructions that I can duplicate without talking to you at all and just using your book as a reference. Keeping in mind that when people are following directions, they can usually do three things before they forget. That's good. So go to the end of the street, make a left, and you'll see the building on your right. If I start going, and then after a half a mile, you'll see a crow. <laughs> and, then the, and then there's a palm tree. All this, if you see someone like go, oh, I, I need a piece of paper. It's too yeah. much, right? If they That's need good. any additional things. So you want to take out any of the guesswork and then make it as fast and easy as possible. You don't want someone to feel like, okay, well, you're going to transform your physical body, but you need to work out six hours a day. You can only eat chicken and broccoli because that's too much. It's too much. It's yeah. overwhelming. And then obviously you want to make it easy for your readers to be able to share your book, but then you want to make it easy for them to do it by telling them what to do. And so in the book, I have a whole list of things that authors can ask their readers to do. So please leave a review for this book. Please share it on your social media. Um, here's a list of books that you can that you can choose from that are like my book. Um, mm -hmm. Create valuable bonuses. So like I said, there's the best-selling book formula action guide, which is free with the bonuses of the book. So I want people to join my email list. I want to create a relationship with them. So I created additional bonuses so as not to make the book so much longer, but also bonuses that they could use to apply the book, uh, the book's keys to their book and also with other authors. So I created book discussion questions for this book. So how to form a book club and, and how to use those discussion questions, all things like that will, will exponentially increase the likelihood that your book is not going to be a best-selling book. It's going to be a best earning book for many years to come, maybe even a decade. And that's why I wrote this book. That's why I, I want to circle back and say, thank you for the idea of turning it into a book. Because I think you and I have this in common. It's like every so often we write a book and we get all tingly about it because we know it's it's got really good stuff in it. And if people read it and apply it, they're going to be really happy about it. So I've been really psyched about this book ever since I started writing it. And so thank you for having me on to talk about it because I really think that it's going to help a lot of people. And that makes me happy. Thank you. It's always an honor to talk with you, Honoré. And I love this book. Of course, I love... Everything that you do, you've had a big impact on my life the last few years, and I'm sure we'll con that will continue to be the case. So it's always an honor having you as a guest on the show. It's uh, been a blast. And I can't wait to do a giveaway of this book. Of course, I will have already, I will have recorded that in, I will have baked that into the previous episodes. I really Excellent. cannot talk today. 
there's something like I just can't communicate very well. So uh, I'm excited to do a giveaway of this because I think it's a really, really important book for writers. So thanks for taking the time to be on the show and going through some of this stuff and helping us to create better best-selling books. It's wonderful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ken. As always, it is a delight to spend time with you and to know you. Thank you so much. Thank you. A big thanks to today's sponsor, the Writer's Talk app. Did you know that 81% of people say they want to write a book, but only 5% of people follow through with it? If you've always wanted to write, but you don't know how to get started, you'll love the Writer's Talk app. When you join, you get immediate access to hundreds of instructional videos from authors, editors, screenwriters, publishers, and more, including a training video by yours truly. Writer's Talk also includes a tool to help you come up with more ideas. And best of all, Writer's Talk includes a community where you can collaborate with other authors and upload your stories to the library for ratings and reviews from other authors just like you. Writer's Talk is only $4.99 a month, and you can check it out at writerstalk.app. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.